Digital Sound and Vision Show with the AV Podcast, presented by Phil Hinton. Welcome to day two from Bristol Sound and Vision on the AV Podcast. Coming up today, we've got more interviews from manufacturers for you, and we've also met up with forum members. So let's kick things off by having another wander around the show. Live from Bristol Sound and Vision, you're listening to the AV Podcast. Okay, so I'm with Steve Reichert from Armour Home Electronics. Hello, Steve. Hello, good morning. So you're here at Bristol, it's the 20th anniversary, so just tell people what you're actually showing on your stands. Well, we have a, a number of brands. Uh, we're a, a major UK distributor, so we're here showing off the Q Acoustics loudspeaker brands, Tivoli Radio, the premium uh, table radio brand, which we're just, uh, just delighted to have acquired uh, for the UK. They haven't bought Tivoli Radio themselves. QED, which is our flagship uh, cable brand. Um, as of the 1st of March, we're going to be the UK distributor for NAD Electronics, which we're extremely pleased about. And up on the fourth floor of the show, we have Audica, um, which is our brand of um, lifestyle uh, home cinema and uh, MP3 player products. Now, you handed me a pair of earphones yesterday. Oh, yeah. So just, um, just describe the earphones and uh, we'll pop a review up on the forums in a couple of days and, and see exactly what they sound like. Oh, well, we're very pleased with these. They're uh, uh, one of our many brands. It's Goldring, um, and we're very proud. They've been around for 100 years, you know. Goldring started making audio products in 1906, and uh, they didn't make in-ear headphones at that time, but that's what we're going to do, some new in-ear in ear headphones, um, also in multiple colours to match the new iPod Nanos. Uh, they're going to be 49.95. They're available in a couple of weeks' time, um, and they are unique, and they have a, um, an earpiece called Comply, which is a special um, rubberized plastic that you go put into the ear, squeeze it, pop it into the ear, wait 10 seconds, it expands and completely sort of seals everything up um, and cuts out external noise almost totally. Please, if you buy one, do not ride your bicycle. It will be almost fatal. You won't be able to hear anything going on. The sound quality is extremely good. We're very pleased with the result. So what, what should people seek out from your stands and, and really take, take an interest in? There must be something there that you want everybody to have a look at. Well, we want everyone to have a look at everything. Um, Q Acoustics loudspeakers we're particularly proud of. They've had the most incredible reviews. They've only been around for about six months. They're all designed in-house by us um, with some help from uh, some of the world's best speaker designers and tremendously successful. Tivoli Radio, I mean, we're extremely pleased with that. They're they're just uh, bringing us into a new market from our own particular perspectives. And obviously we've got some, if anybody's going to rush down to the show, we've got some great special offers on Tivoli on those Goldring headphones as an introductory offer we're offering 20% off the price so we have a couple of hundred pairs here that are normally 49.95 they're going to be going at 39.95 great offers on uh, QED speaker cables all the what high five all winning cables um, so that's, that's good as well and of course there's the new NAD amplifier the 325 BEE not called a B of course just a BEE and the BEE stands for Eric um, uh, Bjorn Eric Edfordson, uh, who uh, is the designer, the fabled 3020 amplifier that some of your younger or indeed possibly older um, l- viewers and listeners will know about, but uh, back in 1979 completely revolutionised the hi-fi business by bringing just extraordinary quality products at very reasonable prices. Of course, it's the, it's the 20th anniversary of Bristol. What makes Bristol so special? 
that's a very interesting question. It's a whole lot of things come together. I think, you know, we mustn't praise them too highly because they'll get big-headed, but the organisers are Audio T and Audio Excellence. Um, they're both uh, very, very um, respected uh, retailers. They have enough branches to be able to... You know, they're quite sizable companies, so they've got enough branches to have, you know, have a, a whole bunch of really good quality people and are able to organise something of this size and it's now got a reputation obviously with the um, advantage of including What Hi-Fi in the show What Hi-Fi by far the uh, UK's leading uh, Hi-Fi magazine helps to bring in a lot of uh, of very interested customers so the actual Well, it sounds arrogant to rate the quality of attendees. But obviously, from, a, from a, an exhibitor's point of view, you, know, you could have lots and lots of you know, kids who just want to pick up the, the, the leaflets and then scatter them all down the street. That doesn't happen in Bristol. You know, everybody who turns, comes to the Bristol show has always been really interested in hi-fi and AV. And it's an incredibly successful show. I've got to say, it's one of the only shows where we seem to get the balance right between two-channel stereo and your multi-channel home cinema. Yes, and, and uh, that's actually very true and a very good observation, actually. Um, and they're not separate customers. And most, uh, you know, everybody here is interested in, in listening to music, and a big chunk of those now want to have great quality home cinema as well. And, and of course, the best home cinema equipment not only gives you great films of blockbusters and lots of bangs and whistles and explosions, but will play music as well. And, and uh, British hi-fi equipment and British home cinema equipment has a reputation for doing both extremely well. Steve, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today on the podcast, and all the best for the show. Thank you very much indeed. It's good to speak to you. The Bristol Sound and Vision Show, 2007. So I'm with What Hi-Fi editor, Claire Newsom. Claire, how are you? Um, my voice is just about holding up, legs just about holding up, but it's a very good show. Now, we're, uh, we're just into Saturday. Saturday's just started. How did Friday go for you guys on the What Hi-Fi stand? Oh, we were very busy. Every dem packed. Um, we're, we're doing a dem basically showing people if they bought a really good home cinema system um, four or five years ago, one of our award-winning systems, what that would be like by upgrading to the award-winning system now and um, generally making people totally dissatisfied with their system, sadly. But no, it's, it's really to show how far things have come, even from starting from an award-winning base, coming to an award-winning base now, that for the same money you get so much more performance if you buy the kit today. Now, I mean, obviously, from a what hi-fi point of view, you guys have been behind this show for, for some time now. Um, how's, how's it going in terms of growth? Well, I mean, every year there seem to be um, more and more enthusiasts and just general public, family. So, you know, it works very well for us to just get outside London and um, realise that there's people you know, everywhere who are just desperate to see the, the latest and greatest stuff. And to me, what's so great about this year is I, th- I think we've really turned the corner in terms of there's a lot more lifestyle product, there's a lot more exhibits that are, people have really made an effort to make this look like your home rather than something that's really quite tweaky-geeky, and um, that's absolutely brilliant to see. Claire, obviously people look at what Hi-Fi for guidance, so what kind of guidance do you give them at, the, at this type of show? Are you open to people coming up and asking you questions? Oh yes, I mean, every year we have our advice desk as well as running um, Dems, and we have people come in from just a basic query of, you know, I've got £300 to spend on an AV receiver, what should I buy, should I buy the Denon, should I buy the Morant, that sort of question, to people who actually you know, bring in detailed schematics of their system and, and want to know, you know, what should plug in where and, you know, this is the shape of my room with these speaker suit, with that speaker suit. And uh, our guys are on their feet all day answering these questions. And it's, it's great because you get a real feedback 
to what people are buying, what's interesting people and the themes. You know, we're getting a lot of questions about projectors um, this year, multi-room setups, um, and you really get a feel of what people are, are doing with the products, not just what products they're buying. Claire, it's great to catch up with you again. All the best for your stand, and uh, hopefully we'll bump into each other again through the show, and you can let us know exactly how well it's gone for you. Thank you very much. Made by enthusiasts. For enthusiasts. Wow, a free movie. Thanks. This is the AV Podcast. So once again, the forum members are coming through the door, and so are the forum moderators. Hello, recruit. How are you? Very well, thank you. Pleased to be here. So what are you looking forward to today for the show, then? Well, especially the uh, Wilson Banesh room, which is, was one of my favourites last year. Um, I'm going to try and have a look at the M&K. I don't, know if, I don't know if they've got a good set-up this year, but hopefully I'll have a good listen to that. Um, the Watt Hi-Fi one, may go and have a sit-down and listen in there. Um, there's a few others, Arcam, uh, Meridian, hopefully, if they've got a good setup going, which I'm sure will be good. I know it was good last year, and the queues were quite long. Um, but, yeah, generally, the show is probably one of the best in the country, so... Went to the Watt Hi-Fi and, uh, in Novotel in London last year, and um, this is definitely probably the best one to come to because it's got such variety. Do you know what I mean in, in regards to uh, how many people are actually showing up? Um, and uh, no, it's probably one of the best supported ones, I think. So it's, this is the one that I'm going to spend all day at. So you've had a go on the, our system here to win it. Yes. Any chance you're going to win that then? Uh, very much doubt it. Um, as I said, I'm. I'm I do like my games, but um, I'm not very good at them. So as you're getting older, your fingers get a little bit slower <laughs> and the reactions do as well. But I don't think beginner's luck was probably good for me. It, I didn't do too bad on that. I think I got something like 10 million. So um, I think I've done all right. <laughs> it's the best excuse I've heard all day that your fingers are getting, getting old and so on. Um, it's actually, true, it, it's true. <laughs> actually, there's a, it was a, it's a complete novice that's... Uh, that's actually winning this at the moment so it just goes to prove that you don't have to be a gamer do you to come along and, and have a go exactly i mean it's um at the end of the day it's i suppose beginner's luck as well but um you know if you have played this game and i'm sure a lot of people do and they're going to come here then i'm sure that they've obviously played this section of the game and they probably know it very well so uh, you never know someone who's a bit of an expert could turn up pretending not to be uh that brilliant at it and win the thing so no but yeah certainly can be beginner's luck my first go was quite um or should i say my trial attempt was was pretty rubbish so um you know but no it's good it's good and i think there will probably will be a dark horse coming in here and and trying to get it <laughs> it's it's also a good opportunity for uh, for people who talk all the time on the forums to actually meet face to face for the first first time really yeah i mean that's the thing i mean you you for years you've been going on forums and you know you know the people's tags and you know their, their their forum names but you don't actually get to meet them and something like this is brilliant because you can you know you can come along and you can actually put the names and the faces together and you and you can have a drink or whatever and talk about what stuff you like so it's a brilliant chance yeah to do that um which isn't very often so when it does happen you know it's great to come up here definitely we'll let you get away and have a look around the show but um do come back because i'm sure they're uh I'm sure there's some drinks later on tonight, so we'll uh, have to partake in a few. Definitely, I'm definitely, yeah, don't worry, I'm around most of the day, so thanks a lot, Phil, and cheers. Live from Bristol Sound and Vision, you're listening to the AV Podcast. Right, we managed to catch up with uh, forum favourite Rob Sinden. Hi, Rob, how are you? Oh, very well, thank you, tired, a bit hungover, but good. Uh, I think we're all hungover this morning. So you've got two rooms here today, is that right? Yep, yeah, one for stereo and one for home cinema. 
Let's talk about the stereo room first of all. I got a sneak preview of that on Thursday night along with uh, the rest of the forum guys here. And I've got to say, my jaw was uh, on the ground. Can you just explain what we're listening to in that room? Uh, yeah, we're listening to uh, a Lindor stereo system. Uh, we're using a pair of Sunfire ribbon speakers. Um, th- but th- really, this room is here to demonstrate what Lindorf can do. Um, their stereo systems are really unlike anything else you'll hear here. Um, there's three unique things that we're trying to convey to people. First of all, the amplification is digital. Um, the first amp that Lindorf came out with, um, they produced seven years ago. Half a dozen of the world's leading hi-fi magazines said it was the best amplifier they'd ever heard. They've now come out with a more affordable option of that. Uh, that amplifies £2,900. It's not cheap, but it, compare it to some very high-end combinations and we think it outperforms them. The, um, the next thing was the, uh, the room correction system that is available um, built into that amplifier. That, that it's called Room Perfect. It's a, a £1,300 um, device which sits within the amplifier. And uh, that, that is truly revolutionary. It, it, it's measures what your room does, the errors that your room introduces. Typically, when you put a good stereo into a room, the stereo will create booms because of standing waves. Um, You won't feel the bass at the listening position because of the nulls in the room where positive waves hit negative waves and cancel each other out. And also the imaging will be very badly affected. So even though you've got a superb stereo, it very often won't sound good in the room and the room perfect removes that and the third thing that is is uh, again is truly revolutionary are their corner woofers um they're not subwoofers subwoofers are generally designed to play frequencies from 100 hertz or 80 hertz and below the very low frequencies you associate with home cinema um these are almost a full range speaker that are crossed over at 400 hertz so the drive units are very very fast so that the speed of them is much better than you'll find on any subwoofer but the other thing about them is that they're 96 and a half db efficient so they'll play about four times as loud as a regular speaker you use them in pairs so you're again you get eight times the output of a regular speaker and because you put them in the corners you quadruple their output so my mass isn't too good today i'm a bit hungover but it's essentially the system that we have here will play as 20 times the headroom of any other system because of the way the woofers are designed and they're, they're, they're used placed in the corners so we're demonstrating stereo at very high sound pressure levels and the cones are hardly moving there's and that's why there's so little distortion on the system because it's using the, the room to, to amplify, isn't it? It's actually using the room to its own effect. Yeah, so every room um, amplifies the system. Some, some of those echoes and reflections are good, and they, they um, increase the width of the recording and make it sound more natural. Um, but others cancel frequencies out. So the, the typical thing that I'm hearing as I take the, the room perfect around different dealers' um, rooms is that you, you might hear the bass in the room, but you don't feel it at the listening position. So imagine you're sat, sat in front of a drum, drum kit, someone playing the drums. You feel the bass in your chest, and you, you've, you very, very rarely get that from a hi-fi system. So it, it, the effect it will have on your system will vary tremendously depending on the effect that your room has on the system. If you've got a perfect room, it won't do anything but i haven't found anyone with a perfect room yet and your other room here today is the m and k and odyssey room just talk us through what you're showing in there um we're using um m and k's little um zenon speakers um the price on them has come down quite a lot and they're one of the first mk speakers that actually looks nice so they're compact and uh they play at very high sound pressure levels and we think they're probably the best speaker you can get for home theater um, but it's, it's really the, the, the speaker package we're using is about £2,000 in the average room. Um, so this small, very high-performance speaker, um, 
we're using it with Sunfire Electronics. So normally we use MK speakers with quite affordable electronics to show that you can get a high fidelity sound with with reasonably affordable electronics. This we use this year we're using Sunfire's electronics. Um, the unique thing about their products, their amplifiers, is um, the, 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 the power supply, the down-tracking power supply that they've created. And, and what it means is that unlike the regu- a normal amplifier that's perhaps 30% efficient, these are 90% efficient. So what that means is that for the same amount of current going in, you get three times the amount of power coming out. And plus, there's very, very little heat on these amps. So the normal amplifier, you go up to, you'll touch it, and it will feel very warm. So um, you, you end up buying a great big heat sink. It's like a radiator to get rid of all the heat. Um, it, you've got to ventilate things well. Your room gets very hot in the summer. And, and heat... Um, heat kills the life of electronics as well it, it will shorten the life of your product so so we're using the, the um, MK speakers uh, Sunfire Electronics we've got a Sunfire um, sub in there as well just because we like to play it loud sometimes and uh, Sunfire make the loudest smallest subs you can get it's actually um, it's about a 13 inch cube it's very small uh, it's 2.7 kilowatt amp in there so it, it, we got a lot of power in that room and, and the, the other thing we're, we're showing this year um, is the Odyssey room equalisation similar to what we just talked about with Lindor um, you know, when you put any system into a room, the room will distort its performance. And in any um, professional or commercial application, an audio system will be put in and then equalised by a sound engineer. This essentially is a sound engineer in a box, so it's eight channels of equalisation, and um, it, 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 it cleans up the sound. And, and depending on what the errors in your room are, that's what it will remedy. You know, I've been playing about with one of them for a few weeks now. People really should come and have a listen to it, shouldn't they? Do you want to give it back? No, I don't want to give it back. It's plain and simple. Okay, we can talk about that. I, I'm exactly the same. I, I've been selling high-end home cinema for 15 years. I don't claim to have great hearing. Um, there's one of the guys that helps us set up every year um, who does have much better hearing than me, and I always ask him, is that right? Is that in the right place? This year, it's the other way around. I've been listening with room correction for the last six weeks on surround sound and on stereo, and all of a sudden I'm just used to a whole different level of performance performance that I've never had in 15 years of selling high-end home cinema, I'm now getting used to undistorted sound. And once you try and take it away from someone, they don't, they don't want to give these units back. That is so true. Rob, I'm going to let you get back to your room. Thanks very much for talking to us. Cheers, Phil. Um, hello, AV Forum members. Uh, we're building the best DEM facility in the country for home cinema at my home in Newbury. It should be done um, about, about five months' time. So I hope you come down and uh, have, a, have a listen, see what you think of it then. So is that an invite to forum members? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 do some events with forum members, and so we can get a bunch of you down, and and you can decide for yourself what you think of the sound and the picture quality we're creating. That's great. And again, Rob, thanks very much. I'll let you get back to your demo. Cheers. Thanks, Phil. Brought to you by AV Forums and AVPlay.com. Oh my God! Is there nothing you people can't do? This is the AV podcast. So it, it's the 20th anniversary of the Bristol Show, but I'm, I'm speaking to a company who are here for the first time. It's B Tech, and I'm uh, I'm speaking to Simon Pilcher. Hi, Simon. Hello. It's uh, nice to be here at the show. It's the first time for us. Simon, just um, take me quickly through what it is that you're actually showing at the show here and why people should come in and see you. Sure. The show for us this year, um, we're mainly concentrating on two products. Uh, the first one is the BTEC Illumina, which is an LED glass lighting system. 
Um, it's a new product that BTEC have just released, um, and it's being sold through uh, a lot of the independent retailers. The other product that we're uh, promoting here is the new Glass Technics range of uh, very high-quality AV stands. They're basically all glass stands uh, made in Germany, um, and they are very prestige stands that can be used with the aluminum lighting system as well. So they're the two products really that we're pushing at the show here. So what's the, the idea behind the lighting? It looks very nice but it, it is, is that what all it is? Is it just a com- cosmetic add-on or is there something else behind it? It is, as you say, just an add-on really. Uh, it just gives you a little bit extra on the stand. It just gives a bit more light to it. Um, obviously people spend a lot of money on, on quality AV stands and quality AV equipment um, and very often it, it sits in the corner and, and attention is not drawn to it with the lighting system installed you'll find that your eyes are drawn to the av equipment uh, and obviously people who are in 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 this market do like people to be looking at the equipment they have uh, on display so it's just something to add on that it's a bit of fun really but it's it, uh, it adds something to the effect of the overall system and can can you add that into a, a lighting system so it can be dimmed if you're watching a film or um, the dimmer is something that we're looking into. At the moment, uh, it's just an on-off on switch, uh, which is a foot switch, but we are looking into doing a, an inline dimmer switch. Um, but the feedback we've had here from people is very good so far, and everybody said that the, uh, the brightness of it isn't, doesn't seem too over, uh, it doesn't seem too bright. Um, and I think the general effect that, uh, that it gives it is very good. But, yeah, the dimmer is something we are looking at. Just tell us a little bit more about the, the stands and the build quality of the stands and what is it that you actually offer. Is it just tower units for hi-fi or do you, do you offer a wide range? Sure. Basically, we are only offering uh, stands for televisions at the moment, plasma and, and flat screen TVs. The, there's four stands in the range plus two speaker stands. Um, the four stands basically are designed for screens up to about 42 inch really, uh, ideally. There's two that are on swivel bases. There's an upright stand and uh, a standard um, a standard AV stand that will hold up to four AV devices plus the screen. Um, they're all constructed and made in Germany. It's AV uh, AV furniture that's sort of very uh, top end, made of 15 millimeter glass uh, in general or above. It's all UV bonded, so it's a very good uh, manufacturing process that gives a very secure stand. Most of the stands will take 70 kilograms uh, of load on them, so that will, like I say, hold up to generally a 42-inch screen. It's great seeing you. It's great seeing new companies coming along with, with good ideas. I think it's an excellent idea. I love the look of the stand, and all the best for the show. Thank you very much. The Bristol Sand and Vision Show, 2007. Right, so I'm with uh, Chris Mosley from uh, Yamaha. Chris, tell us a little bit about what you're actually showing at the show, and then we'll, we'll get into more detail about the products. Well, this year at the show, we're, we're launching our Suavo One high-end speaker, um, it's, it's quite an event for us because obviously we had a large amount of success in the 70s and 80s with the NS1000 speaker. Um, so this is a, a long way um, after that, obviously. It's taken about five years of research development to get to this stage. Um, we're obviously quite fortunate to have the experience of the woodworking, the craftsmanship of the, the Yamaha guys on the music side that work on the pianos um, and obviously the uh, acoustic engineers that work on the, um, the halls and the... Um, uh, stadiums and things like that that Yamaha also own. 
it's a launch for you. How quickly have you been coming in the doors and, and what's the general reaction you've been getting from people coming into the room? Certainly today it's been very busy. Um, I think it's been a little bit of a surprise to see Yamaha launching a high-end speaker, um, but certainly the reaction we've had is, is very, very positive. We've been surveying people um, and certainly looking through the survey so far, everyone's had a very positive reaction to it. So moving on to your, your demonstration area there, just uh, let people know what they're going to see when they come into the demonstration area and what equipment you have on show. Okay, the Suavo ones are obviously the, the, the primary launch. Um, we've got seven of those, so in a 7.1 configuration. Um, we're using the subwoofer that's actually going to be launched alongside the Suavos. Um, we're also sourcing from our DVD 2700, our flagship DVD player, uh, and using our RXV 2700 home cinema amplifier. So it's the 20th anniversary of Bristol this year, uh, a big milestone in any hi-fi home cinema show. Um, Bristol's a bit special, isn't it? It is, yeah. There's certainly a, a large amount of manufacturers, very diverse. Um, anyone that wants to come and see the, the smaller manufacturers, the, the more niche markets are here. Anyone wants to start, come and see the, like, the bigger manufacturers, they're also here. And you've got some of the key magazines here as well. Now, HD is a big thing. Um, it's going to be a big thing for the next couple of years. We had the big press conference um, on Friday night regarding you know, where the industry is going with HD. What's Yamaha's position on HD formats? Uh, HD video, yeah. I mean, it's certainly been a big buzz um, for the last couple of years. Uh, and it just seems like it's going to be never-ending now. It seems like it's going to get higher and higher and higher and higher. And it's going to be a case of one manufacturer trying to beat the next manufacturer to, the, to be the earliest with that particular product. Um, I think consumers really need to, to sort of almost take a step back and, and solve problems of theirs to find out exactly what they want rather than just trying to get the latest equipment um, because otherwise it's going to be uh, almost the, the speed of the PC market where you're actually trying to keep up to date and it becomes virtually impossible. So has Yamaha chosen any side of the, the alleged format war that's going on? At the moment we are siding with Blu-ray, but we've got no particular um, launch date for any player. Um, we've always said that we will not launch a player just to be in the market. We'll wait until we can make a player that is of substantial quality and make a difference and not just another on-the-shelf product. Once that comes around, then we'll start to look at what type of product we're actually going to launch. Chris, it's been great catching up with you. Um, all the success in the world for the show, and I hope uh, the launch goes well for the loudspeakers. And to AV Forums, thanks very much. You're listening to the AV Podcast, live from Bristol Sound and Vision. So I'm uh, with Fraser Robertson from Focal. You've got the, uh, the room on the second floor here. Um, so what are you showing? Um, this year we're showing our two new entry-level products, which are the Chorus 700Vs and the Chorus 800Vs. Um, our 700 series is the 705s, which are £289, running it with the Arcam uh, A70 amplifier at £450 with their matching CD player. So it's an entry-level budget system, really, to show people realistically what we can do on our new products at an entry-level price. Um, the Chorus 800 is an AV package or a multi-channel package using the award-winning 816s, uh, the centre channel and the matching rears. Uh, the subwoofer is the SW800, which is, again, a brand-new product in the range, and we're running it in an AV kind of multi-channel format. Um, that kind of comes in at about two and a half, three thousand pounds as a complete package. Um, both systems this year with the 700 and the 800s are going to be at a discounted price for the promotion of the anniversary of the show. Um, we're doing something slightly unusual, I think, to other people in that if people come to our rooms, they can pick up a discount slip which they can use either in the show itself 
and cash it as a voucher uh, at the sales desk or they can also, if they look on the, the small print, it actually also tells people that they can keep that slip for three weeks. I think it's the 17th of March that it can be used till, um, which allows people that if you can't make a decision at the show, which is usually the case, uh, you can't hear the product that you want, it's not always in an ideal situation. You can go away to one of the Audio T Audio Excellence stores, present that, that certificate within the next three weeks. You can have your demonstration done properly, work out exactly what you want, and still take advantage of the, the show offers and discount. What are you hoping that people take away from having a visit to your room? Um, that we have done for the last three years something very different, um, and I think we've kind of set a trend this year. Um, as some of the other manufacturers have kind of done similar themes, which is make our rooms certainly look different, present them in such a way that people can see their own home living environments, but do it in a way that they can see the product in that space and actually visualise what they can actually get. And that it's not just a case of this is a hi-fi electronics product that doesn't fit into my home environment. Um, both our rooms do that in quite different ways um, and we're hoping that they take away one obviously that as yet yeah, we can see these products in our home but obviously the sound because that's what Focal is all about it's all about the sound most people know us for our very high-end products the Electras and the Utopia ranges but this year we wanted to obviously introduce the new products as entry-level products to show that we can do it at this level as well I wish you every success with the show, and um, if people are heading down, what's the room number? It's 114 and 116. That's great, thanks very much for joining us. No problem at all, thank you. The Bristol Sound and Vision Show, 2007. So, we've managed to catch up with Will. Will's a forum member, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, and you? I'm not too bad. Now, you want to have a go at us to start with, I understand, because you've just listened to the Movies podcast a couple of days ago, and you want to say your piece, so go on, we'll let you say your piece. Oh, simply very disappointed that when uh, one of your um, forum members uh, mailed in and let you know that Midnight Run had one of the all-time great soundtracks, you, you movie experts were all entirely unfamiliar with Danny Elfman's fabulous score um, for one of the greatest films ever made, Charles Grodin, Robert De Niro's superb double act. Just recommend everyone go and watch it now. There we go. I think that's now addressed the balance there. I think we're, we're sorted. So you've, well, you've had a look around the show. What have you seen so far? What's impressed you? Um, uh, 1080p projectors is what I really came to have a look at. Had a look at a few of those. The Panasonic one, um, pretty impressive. A um, uh, couple of others um, seems to be the way to go, and I want one. But lack of Blu-ray stuff on display. Haven't seen much of that. And disappointed that the AV Forum's uh, competition was um, based on a 360 rather than a PS3, which I would have thought would have been the more obvious choice. Sorry, I keep looking at the microphone rather than looking at you. So you think we should have used the PS3 then? Um, well, I know you had a 360 here last year because I remember having a go on it, and I would have thought the PS3, what with the imminent launch, um, would have been more relevant. I'm not saying I think the PS3 is a better machine, just I would have thought it was the more obvious thing to have. But I'm not, not, I'm not being, I'm being rude, I don't mean to be, sorry. No, not at all. You're quite welcome. So, anything else that you're looking for round about the show or looking to see? Um, well, not really. I think that's about it, really. It was the HD DVD, Blu-ray was what I was most interested in, 1080p projectors. Um, so, yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. So, which projector from the ones that you've seen today, then, has impressed you the most, then? Or um, well, probably not the Sim 2s, even though I recognise that they're really good, but I have a problem with DLP rainbows, they're all a bit nasty. I was quite impressed from a price point of view, the Panasonic, the uh, A1000, I think it is, um, which I know is available for sort of well under the three and a half grand it's listed at. So that looks like a pretty good value to me. 
Will, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us on the podcast. All right, thank you very much, and uh, good luck. For real AV talk, this is the AV Podcast. David Vukovic from Onkyo. So Onkyo is here at the 20th anniversary Bristol show, so what is it that Onkyo are doing here? Okay, well actually the interesting point is 2006 marked the 60th anniversary of Onkyo, and we celebrated this landmark by launching some very innovative new products, uh, which really captured the essence of the brand. And uh, the key models for this were the TXSR674 UK Tune receiver. This was the first to market uh, Odyssey 2EQ and also this first sub 500 pound receiver to offer HDMI with video up conversion. We also launched uh, an award winning range of UK Tune mini micro systems, which are on show here, which also have extended features with uh, iPod interoperability. And uh, here at the Bristol show, we're actually showing the revolutionary new DTK10 Takamino loudspeakers. Uh, they represent a radical departure from traditional loudspeaker design. So rather than damping the resonant influence of the key cabinets, Onkyo chose to use the resonant character of the loudspeaker cabinet to radiate the sound. So Onkyo has been working with Takamine, the legendary Japanese guitar maker, on this unique formula to make it work. And over the last 60 years, Onkyo has a, a rich heritage in manufacturing its own loudspeaker drive units. The DTK-10s actually feature Onkyo's very latest ring drive tweeter and a base mid unit made from a composite of three different materials to get the ideal balance between rigidity and speed. And all of these technologies coming together give you a very, very natural sound balance to the point where literally the loudspeaker tends to disappear. So these speakers are being driven at the show by the first showing of our very latest uh, A9355, this uses the latest generation Onkyo VL digital amplifier and this technology has a huge advantage in terms of speed and the combination of that with the DTK-10s is, is a real dream combination. Uh, obviously, I guess a lot of the AV Forum uh, subscribers are going to be very interested in what Onkyo's got coming this year as of course home theatre is a key competence of the Onkyo brand. What I can tell you at this stage is that from summer of 2007, we're going to be launching an entire new AVR lineup. And uh, obviously, there are many new technologies this year which are going to be fueling the market, such as the new HD sound formats and Hollywood quality video. Um, what Onkyo is going to be doing is bringing together all these technologies at very affordable prices. And we expect our new AVR lineup to represent the best value in the business. Now, Onkyo have a strong following on the AV forums. Um, Maybe not so much in, in the whole UK. Is there a problem getting the, the Onkyo name across to people? I think it's fair to say that Onkyo has concentrated its efforts on the Asia and America markets. And really over the last three years, uh, Onkyo has turned its focus particularly to the UK market. And uh, you, what you, you're going to see from Onkyo now is uh, a huge enthusiasm for them to uh, crack the UK market. A lot of this has been down to the UK tuning project, which has got us a, a lot of uh, praise from uh, the UK press. And we're taking a slightly different approach in that rather than just simply leading on feature and price, we also want to address the, the UK sound trend. Uh, and uh, Onkyo has made a, a lot of attention to what is actually different about the sound character of UK products to um, and the, the kind of um, behaviour of the UK consumer as well by comparison to the rest of the world. So 
we've made some interesting observations that uh, there is actually a marked difference in the audio content, audio software content that's available in the UK versus uh, the Asian markets and other markets in the world. So because of this sound balance, we've been adapting our products to um, the kind of sound balance that's typically preferred by the uh, UK listeners and um, makes the best use of the UK software that's available uh, in the shops to buy here. So obviously you're not going to spill the beans just yet about what's coming in 2007 and what we'll do is we'll get you back on the podcast when you're ready to to tell us all about your new product range. Um, But in general at Bristol, how how has things gone for you? Are you happy with the numbers coming through the door? Yeah, very much. I think it's been another successful show. Um, We're delighted about the response to our products and uh, we feel we've got some really revolutionary products to show here. Um, and I think you know we're getting a very good response from not only the press but also the consumers and uh, we're delighted to be here another year. It's been great speaking to you David, we could speak forever um, about AV, um, it's just the way things are, we're going to have to call it a day there but um, we will get you back on the podcast in the near future and get you to talk about the new range if that's okay with you. That's great Phil, thanks. Live from Bristol Sound and Vision, you're listening to the AV Podcast. So to the end of the day off, uh, today we're back on the AV Forum stand and I'm speaking to Forum member Gary. Hi Gary, how are you? I'm fine, thank you Phil. Gary, we've been sitting having an interesting conversation there about what you've seen today. So um, what is it you've seen so far today that's really impressed you? Uh, we're not on 10th floor and I saw the Sim 2 demonstration. I was very impressed with the projectors up there. And of course the, um, the room of the MK and the Gecko Odyssey demonstrations, very impressive. You said to me that was probably the best sounding demo of the day, is that correct? Yes, definitely. The little lemon cake speakers were amazing through that equalisation software. That's excellent. So anything else which has really sort of stood out for you? Um, no, I, I, the amount of HD content is higher than I imagined. It was it was last year. And I enjoyed the um, What Hi-Fi show, the four-year-old system against the current system. That's also quite good. The, uh, the lack of HD DVD and Blu-ray, though, is, is that a disappointment to you? Um, it sort of is. I mean, I just had, I just had to get into HD format myself. Um, but I still, I think I'll stick with HD and see how it runs, really. Gary, I'm not going to keep you any longer because your friends are waiting for you and you're going to go and see the rest of the show. Thanks for taking time to speak to us on the podcast. Thank, thank you much, Phil. Thank you. And that wraps everything up from Bristol for day two. We are back for our final show tomorrow and stand by for a feature-packed edition. Until then, it's goodbye for now. The AV Podcast was presented by Phil Hinton. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton, and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.